Welcome to the Pure Faith Podcast, the show where we discuss all things Bible. I am your host, Mitchell Heitkamp, and with me is my co-host and sister, Michelle Waymeyer. Hello and welcome. How are you doing today, Michelle? Well, I'm doing really well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Oh, and by the way, so the audience knows, there's a lot of times where I don't call Michelle Michelle, I just call her Shell, because that's what we call her in our family. Yep, Shell, Aunt Shell. So, on today's show, as most of you probably know who are listening, you have never heard of us before, and that is fully expected, because we are nobodies. We are nobodies, but we will be somebodies. Mm. Well, we well, are We are somebodies. We're followers in Christ. That is true. We are somebodies, and in Jesus' eyes, we are somebody. Absolutely, we are. But to the general public, we are nobodies. We're just, we're, we're just, we're just a brother and sister duo here. That's yeah. all we are. But on today's show, we are going to discuss who we are, why we're doing this, you know, kind of what our beliefs are, and just kind of introduce all of you to us and to the show and to what we plan on doing with this show and what the show is going to be about. Tell us. I get, I get nothing. Okay, I'm the oldest. I'll go first. Okay. So, I'm Michelle. I um, <laughs> I'm about 42. Sometimes I think I'm 41, but I'm sure to be 43 here soon. Um, I'm married. I've got three children, and um, I can tell you that not all of my life was at was I at a point in my faith as I am now, which is why I'm doing this podcast. I never once thought we were going to be doing a podcast, not once. No, me neither. Um, especially about faith. I mean, if you wanted to talk about raising kids or, um, you know, trying to keep a household straight, I probably could have done multiple podcasts on that throughout the years, but I never once thought that faith was going to be one that I was doing. Um, so I can tell everyone that I started following Christ again is how I'll say it a few years back when our sister was, was ill. Um, our sister, um, was diagnosed with cancer and she's passed away. And I can tell you that during her sickness, I think that's when I got into my deepest faith. And um, and I have to say, between her being sick and Mitchell leaving for deployment um, and Paige having Zeke, I think, you know, at that point, I thought I was needed to help, not needed to find my faith again. Um, and I, I, I thank her for reaching out to me. And, um, since then I, I enjoy talking faith, listening to podcasts about it, um, going to church. So, um, it's kind of where I, where I am now. And I, um, am now part of the praise team at, at the church that we go to. And I, it's a whole new deep faith that I have. I, it's pure, it's pure faith. That's a good reason why we named the podcast. Absolutely. Well, I didn't know some of that, so that was actually interesting to learn. Yeah. I, you know, you reached out to me prior to leaving. Um, I think there were a couple of times that you guys had sent out a text message and said, hey, you know, church is at 1030 if you guys want to join us. And, you know, I was always like, "Eh, eh," you know, it's Sunday morning. It's my morning to do laundry, you know, because, you know, we were... Some of you don't know this. We were born and baptized in the Catholic Church. And, you know, I I know that there were points in our lives that, you know, it was almost like a chore to go to church. That's how I looked at it. But we have I all three of my kids were baptized into the into the Catholic Church. Um, And you reached out to me and I always kind of just pushed it off. And I went once when Missy had there was going to be a a blessing, I think, over her. So we went to the church and um, we did the blessing. And the people, of course, when you walk into Living Waters, the people are just open arms, you know, no judgment, nothing. They they accept you. Um, They you know, they they ask questions and, you know, they just wonderful people. Um, And then after that, you know, you went you got deployed. You know, I was taking Missy to treatments and Paige was pregnant with Zeke. She had him right before you left. And she reached out to me and she said, would you like to join me for church? And I was like, oh, she probably needs so much help. You know, the mother of me was like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, she probably needs so much help. You know, she's got a newborn. She's got a husband that just left. I'm sure she's an emotional wreck, which, of course, she wasn't. She's Paige. You know, I'm sure she she wasn't. She doesn't care about me, so that, that helps a lot. 
Um, but I felt like she she needed me there. So she did. She invited me and I went. And, you know, the next Sunday morning, she reached or Saturday night. I can't remember what it was. She reached out to me again and said, would you like to join me for church again? And I thought, oh, my gosh, she needs me again. So I'm going to go. And then pretty much it was she doesn't need me, um, obviously. But um, I just felt like, you know, the people there were so they were so welcoming. And Pastor Kelly was a real person. Yeah. He was a real person and you know he the environment um just the first couple times where you know he would say you can always be a father follower of christ um it doesn't matter what you've done in your past you know and and this and that god's got a place for you you're a follower of jesus all these things and i was like oh my gosh i actually think maybe i can get to heaven yeah and so i did i just kept on going and now I don't even think I bat an eye at it. I actually feel bad when I don't go just because of the yeah. fact that, you know, I I just feel like it's a huge part of my day. It's a huge part of who I am. It's a family. So it it's is. It's an actual church family. It absolutely is. I, I just, I, I never in my life thought it was going to be anything like that. And, you know, two of my children, Noah, um, you know, 22, he's. He enjoys going when he can, when he's here. Yeah. Um, Olivia, she's off in college too, and she enjoys coming back and still going to church. But yeah, it's something that they even, like they're home for Thanksgiving right now, and they're like, we want to ch- church on Sunday. I'm like, yeah. yeah. You know, if you can make it, it's open. Yep. So yeah, it's, I was I was thankful. And, and you may not have been there, and Paige may not have been there the day that, you know, we didn't, you know, you know what are we, what are we, um, thankful for or whatever and to our praise and and i it was a two-year anniversary and that i had been there you know i knew it was two years yeah and i said i never i never thought i would be where i am now so i'm oh, absolutely thankful good i'm absolutely. glad you you did get there yeah absolutely so i guess as far as myself you know to caveat what you said you know growing up catholic yes or our entire family grew up in the catholic church and you know when i was younger you know, grade school, middle school, even even high school. I remember, you know, Dad and I getting up every Sunday morning and going to, you know, the early mass. Oh yeah. And like, went like clockwork. Yeah. Like every Sunday. Yep. I was very, very devout and going every Sunday. But the problem is, I never learned anything about the Bible or no. the Christian religion. It was just going through the motions. And yes checking that box making you you feel like you accomplished your mission for the day absolutely and, and if any of you out there are, are catholic I, I don't have anything against the catholic church i mean no. catholics are christians as long as you believe that jesus christ is your lord and savior and that he died for you on the cross then absolutely. you have the path to you know resurrection absolutely so i have nothing against the, the catholic religion it's just for me personally the relationship's not there. Yeah, it, it's it's a very, very solemn way of worshiping Christ, in my opinion. And again, I don't have anything against Catholic Church, but once I left, uh, my my life story is kind of a not good straight line. Right, kind of goes everywhere. <laughs> so after I graduated high school, I, I joined the military. As most of you have probably figured out from Michelle mentioning my deployment a few times, my last deployment. So yeah, right out of high school, I joined the military. I left, went to basic AIT, did all that fun stuff. Uh, Came back and I started working because I was expecting a deployment. So I I Mm -hmm. didn't feel like I needed to, you know, go to college right away because I was expecting to leave. A few years go by and I still no deployment, so. Buddy of mine told me to go to school, so I go to school, and sure enough, <laughs> uh, in the second semester of school, I get deployed. Right. So I ended up leaving college, going on that first deployment. Um, that took about 18 months of my life, and during all this time, even on that first deployment, I went to church probably three Sundays out of the month. It all kind of depended on my work schedule and what was going on, but yeah, I, I still attended catholic church services 
but still, I didn't. It's still the same thing. I was just going to check the box, so I felt good about myself because I went to church right. that week. Right. And so I get back from that deployment. Life keeps going, I guess. I go back to work. And looking back at it now, looking at the big picture, I can see that my life was just kind of in a, a stalemate. I wasn't moving forward. I wasn't going back. I was just living life. Living life. There was, it was pretty empty, pretty mm-hmm. void, just going through the day to day. And then randomly, one weekend at, at Drill, a buddy of mine gave church services. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go, you know, support Absolutely. him. And it spoke to me. And from that day on, I remember on that way home, I queued up, downloaded the Bible app on my phone, queued it up, played it on my phone, and listened to, to Genesis. And Genesis played and we in all, the car. And we all start at Genesis. Yep. And it can be overwhelming. It can be. It can be very overwhelming. And you say that, but now, you know, doing some of my, my more recent studies, I love the book of Genesis. Yeah. There is so much good stuff in the book of Genesis. There is. So Absolutely. many good stories. A lot of the, the famous Bible stories come out of Genesis. Mm-hmm. Like, But, so we start, We you say this about starting there. So, you know, I go to church with Paige and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need, I've never read the Bible. I need to read the Bible. Yeah. And, you know, I get a Bible and I start in Genesis and I'm like, oh my gosh. What gets me is when you don't understand what you're reading. And I'm like, I wasn't into it yet. You know, a couple weeks go by, I'm like, I need to start this again, Genesis. And you read until the part you know. Everybody knows the first part of Genesis. Yeah. Everybody knows the first yeah. the first chapters. And you get to that next part and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is a long book. If I can't if I can't get it to this chapter, I'm not I'm never gonna get through this. And that's when you're like, you know what? You don't have to read it book by book. Yeah. And someone told me at church to uh, Esther, at, read the book of Esther. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to read the book of Esther. Yep. I'm not starting at the beginning. I'm going to read the book of Esther. I'm going to read it this week. So when I go to church, I know what they were talking about. Yep. And I went on my lunch break and I read the book of Esther. And I'm like, that was so much better than starting at the beginning. Yep. It's so much better. I just, I want people to know that if, if you don't know where to start, you can start anywhere. You, you don't can. have to start Genesis Chapter one, verse one, yes. you can start anywhere. And actually, if anybody's out there and they haven't read the Bible and they want to read the Bible, I would actually recommend starting in Matthew, the gospel of John. John is actually where I would start. Okay. John has a lot of, of great detail, but any, any of the gospels would be a good place to start. Yeah. Um, really anywhere in the New Testament would be a good place I to start. I think whenever you started your Bible study with our family, you know, yeah. a few weeks, a uh, few months ago, um, I think that when you started yours, it opened my eyes to, you know what, maybe I need to start at Matthew yeah. right now. Um, because again, you know, this is, this has been two years for me to, yeah. I mean, it's not been 42 years for me Yeah. even, and I think I even sent you a message. I don't know if it was last Christmas or the Christmas before. And I'm like, boy, Christmas carols have a whole new meaning, Oh yeah. whole new meaning when you're deep into your Christian faith. Yep. Never in my, in my wildest dreams, I I was a singer in in high school. I was part of the encore and the chorus. And we sang Christmas carols, I think, three or four times a week for all of these groups that were around town. And you sing Oh Holy Night and Silent Night. And and you just sing the songs. And they're beautiful songs. But you sing them because they're they're Christmas songs. And now I sing them and I cry. (laughs) I know. You laugh. I cry over everything. But... We're going to do Christmas Eve Mass at um, Living Waters. And I'm like, am I going to be able to make it through? Because these songs have a whole new meaning. Yeah. And, you know, that's when, you know, you go you know, two years into it and you read Matthew and you start there and you're like, oh, my gosh. You know, there's so much there that, you know, you hear bits and pieces. But when you actually read it, it's like, okay, it, it's it's good to start anywhere. You can start anywhere. You do not yeah. have to start at Genesis. Yes, that is very true. Anyhow, sorry. So you That's went fine. to you so, went yeah. to church, your so, buddy. Yes, he he actually conducted the church services, like I said, and and that changed me. I listened to Genesis on the way home, and ever since then, I've 
kind of had, you know, a fire growing inside of me for, for Christ. And then I, you know, I was still Catholic. I was listening to some on XM radio. There was some Catholic shows I listened to and, and I started reading the Bible more. And then I was actually at a crossroads in my life. And I don't know if you even know this, but you know, I'm at that point, 28, 29 years old, single, still living at home. Yeah. I remember. Like, like I said, my, my life was re- really going far. <laughs> I remember you being 28, living in mom and dad's house. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, moving on from that. Um, but I was at a crossroads. I didn't know what to do with my life. And so I, I prayed about it, you know, long and hard. And basically my prayer was what is God's intention for me? Because I was actually considering going to become a Catholic priest. Mm. That was one of the options. And I basically told the Lord, it's like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to get married, have a family, or do you want me to join? Right, because I'm close to 30 now. i got to make yeah, a decision. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, hey, this is it. Yeah. Like, I've been dragging my feet long enough. It's time <laughs> right. I should do something with my life. <laughs> and so at that point, that's when you and Don came over and... Don actually is the one that mentioned Paige, my wife, to me. Oh. And that struck me differently. Because normally, yeah, you always try to set me up with people. Mom always tried to set me up with girls. And I'm like, I don't trust your guys's <laughs> Don't <opinions."> trust me. <laughs> but Don, Which- Don pitched it to me. And I'm like, and at first I was like, no. But then I got thinking about it. I was like, maybe this is the answer to that prayer. Because it came at a different angle, an angle that never came for before. So I was like, you know what? Let's let's just pursue this and see if it's God's blessing. And it ended up being God's curse because I'm now married <laughs> with two kids. I'm just kidding. It's not a curse. Uh, it's I, not I a my, curse. I love my wife and kids. Um, so yes, uh, Paige and I started dating, and yeah, and that was that was such a a cute. I, I say cute, mind you. You were both older. I know she's she's quite a few years younger than you, she, but she is six years younger. Than me. <laughs> but it, it was a cute story. We, you know, uh, Paige's cousin Rob is. I'm sorry, Uncle Rob. Sorry, Uncle Rob yeah, is yeah. um this is, this is Don's is, best buddy. Just so everybody knows this. Yes. This is where my life is. Yes. Um, and we were at the cabin, and I don't know what it was, but. I think Chinker was there, which would be Paige's grandpa, and he said that Paige was up at the cabin doing plumbing or laying floor, helping her dad to remodel this cabin, and Don had said, she dating anybody? And I was like, I don't think so, and boy, that'd be a great fit for Mitchell, someone who wears Carhartts and putting in plumbing and this and that, and I'm like, you're crazy. And he went with it. He thought it was the perfect match and he takes all credit you i mean i think you guys all know that he takes all credit in that but the hiding (laughs) so you're living with mom and dad at this time and i remember i don't know if it was mom or dad i think it was dad reaching out to me and he's like hey there's two helmets here I know we only have one helmet out, and I think that maybe Mitchell took someone on the motorcycle. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, I think Mitchell's, I think Mitchell's seeing someone. I'm like, I really don't have time. Like, I don't have time for this. But there must have been two helmets sitting in the garage, maybe, and it keyed him into that maybe you had somebody on a motorcycle ride. And I don't know whether okay, here or there. This, this is all news to me. And I can tell you for a fact that Paige and I were probably married before she got before she got on a bike with me. I don't know. I think he was very suspicious, and he thought maybe he saw too how much you know, Dad. Anyhow, so I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And we went. You helped us with our floor that time upstairs, and you had to get to the get to the softball tournament. The you have the alumni softball tournament, and I think we went camping that weekend. And I'll never forget flipping through Mr. Donnelly's pictures, and I zoom in and I said, uh, "Don." <laughs> He's like, "What?" I'm like, "Is this Mitchell and Paige sitting together at the alumni softball games?" And he's like, "What?" And we zoom in. He's like, 
sure it is. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, do they know that they are now seen on Facebook in these pictures? He's like, probably not. So I, I do remember that was that was the first time where we were like, I'll okay, meet you it's, there. It's official. We're we're dating. I mean, we went on a few days before that, but yeah, that was the first time where it's like, all right, we'll make it public news. Oh, I still don't think I told anybody, but everybody found out. Yeah, it was great. Oh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So, but. So, yeah. So, yeah, and that whole engagement, well, I mean, I think we only dated for like nine months and, and then we were engaged for like six and then we were married. Yeah. So, Yeah. But the Lord, quick right away. the Lord put you there. Yes, yes. It. I'm not saying everything's been sunshine and and rainbows and butterflies, but it's not for anybody. No, no. But it, it wasn't is, for Jesus either. It is. It's true. <laughs> but it has been a huge blessing in my life, and it has put my life on the path it should have been on a long time ago. Yeah, because she's very deep in her faith. She is, and she's she's the one that actually got me over to Living Waters because she was the same. Her family grew up in the Catholic Church. And then it was when she went to college, her friend was the one that kind of convinced her to to go a different path than the Catholic faith. And so she started going with her and found that same, a more deeper, meaningful... It's almost like a calling. Like, it's almost like it's... um... I, I don't know if it's if it's really a calling, but it's kind of like a peace, a yeah. comfort. That's a good way of putting it. You just develop a better relationship with Jesus. Yeah. In the Catholic Church, and again, I I don't want it to sound like I'm bashing the Catholic Church. Right. But in my experience, we- in the Catholic Church, Jesus, you don't develop that personal relationship with Jesus. You know who he is. You know he's there. And you believe him, you accept him as your Lord and Savior, but you don't develop that relationship. No. Where if you get into a a church that is more Bible-centered and, you know, really has more of that church family, more of that support, and you start getting into more Bible studies and start studying the Word more, you start to develop that personal relationship with Jesus. And once you start to develop that personal relationship... That's when your life really changes. Yeah. And that's what I had. You know, like I said, Paige started going to church with her friend. That changed her life. When she came back home, they started going to Living Waters together. And so once Paige and I started dating, then I was still going to Catholic church. She was going to Living Waters. And she kind of invited me to church, too. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. So... I went to Living Waters with her, and yeah, it just did it, it take you back to like how your buddy put his yes, his service. it was more of that type it of service. It talked to you more, yes, and it hit me a lot more. But on top of that, she was also a part of a young adults Bible study, and she invited me to that, and so I started going to that with her. I think it was every Thursday night. Is that the one that was in Troy? Yeah, yeah. So I started going to her with that every week. And that's where, like, the Bible study that I'm doing with you guys, Mm -hmm. that kind of concept, that setup, that's how they did it there. Yeah. The more in-depth, really looking at what's going on. And then the discussions you guys can have. Yeah. Also after that. Like, you're there for one day, you know, for a couple of hours with this group. Yeah. But to be able to have that discussion outside of it, to have a partner that, you know, you can you can talk to yeah. about faith. Yeah, so but the the double punch of the the Bible study plus starting to go into Living Waters where it's a more of a contemporary service, then that's really where I started to to fall into the word of, of Jesus and I started studying more and you know, once you start putting a few puzzle pieces together, then more puzzle pieces start to fall in place mm-hmm. and I'm not saying I have the puzzle complete. I, I still... Does anybody? No. Right. If if you think you have your puzzle complete, then... I think your puzzle's lying. completed when you meet them, that's, right? That's probably that's a your very, last, very accurate that's your last. That's your last piece. Yes. Whenever you can stand in front of the Lord... And say, I'm here. And say, I have completed the race. Mm-hmm. That is when that's that your final last puzzle, puzzle piece. piece can be put in place. 
Absolutely. So, yes, and I just want to highlight this whole how my life didn't take a direct path. Michelle here has three children. Her youngest one is sophomore. Six, he's 16. He's a sophomore. 16 yep. years old. My oldest, and Michelle, you're only, what, four years older than me? I, I think I'm 42. I think I'm 38. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I think I'm 38. Yeah. Well, your birthday's or, coming or I up. I think I'll be turning 38. Yeah, your birthday's like next next month. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll be turning 38. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm still 37. I'm still young. See? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Anyways, <laughs> so you're four or five years older than me. Your youngest son is 16 years old. My oldest is be turning three right. in January. <laughs> My youngest will be turning one in January. Well, you lived at mom and dad's house until you're 28. Know. I mean, come on. So let's just put out a public <laughs> service announcement. If you are 28 years old and living in your parents' upstairs or downstairs room, <laughs> find Jesus, make changes, and start living your life. Right. <laughs> it worked so, for me. Yeah, if you feel like you are just going through the motions, yes. maybe you are missing something. And maybe yes. come listen to our podcast. We'll we'll tell you. We'll share with you. We'll We'll help you. You know, you can always ask questions. We'll be happy to answer them. We've been through life. And that's what, and that's where, you know, okay. So for me, we talk about our stories and, you know, for me, I had Noah, my oldest, who's 22 out of wedlock and in the Catholic church, you know, I was going to hell, you know, that's, that's how, that's how I looked at it. So every time I walked into the church, I felt like I was being judged and it wasn't until, and it wasn't even when I first started going to Living Waters. It was well after that that I realized that Noah was a blessing from Christ. So he was my blessing. And it changes the way you do everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, even Noah, he's like, you know, I know that I had given you guys so much hardship because, you know, you guys were young and, you know, you had me. And I'm like, I look at it so different now. Like, there was a reason for all of it. There was a reason why I had you. There was a reason why I had you so young. There was a reason why I'm here right now. And it, yeah. it does. It's it's a whole different way of looking at everything. Like I said, when I walk into church now, there, there's no judgment except for if I'm going to sing the wrong words during praise because, you know, that <laughs> happens every once in a while. Most people don't even notice. If you do right? Anyways, well, they do because I'm like, oh, there we go again. Like I sang the wrong, I sang the wrong words. But you know, we're human, and you know, everyone could could say that you know something like that is a sin. You know, but I look at it this way. I'm also still married to my husband. Yes. I have three beautiful children. Like you said, nothing's roses and sunshine and lollipops, but it's. I, I always say this is the path that I was given, and I'm good with it. Yeah. I love the path that I have right now, and I love to see what I've got, you know, ahead of me. So That's true, and, and I do agree. I love the path that the Lord has, has put me on. I do wish I was a little bit younger when I started having kids. Right. So I wish Paige and I would have met a little bit sooner, but... I love the kids I have, and most of you can probably hear them banging upstairs. Right, and it's a it's a running joke that you know yeah. Mitchell and Paige could have it one is. more. Um, my Noah's getting married in December, so you know yeah. in, a, in a year's time they could have kids and, the same age. And we made a comment that our our oldest sister Melissa passed away. Uh, it's going to be three years in April. It's your It's a year. So you and Paige are married was, four years. We're coming up on five. So that means. Missy feel- passed away April thirty, April ninth of nineteen. Mm-hmm. So it will be coming up in yeah. April. Of, my next anniversary will be three years. You're exactly right. It'll be my five year anniversary. Three years since she passed. Yes. Yes. So her oldest son is twenty. I don't know. He's still twenty five. Twenty six. No, I don't think he's twenty six. Twenty four, probably twenty three. Twenty four. He was born in 96. Yes, 96. Yeah, okay. So whatever that math is. But he just recently got married, too. So it is very possible. And, and Chip's daughter, Ashley and Clayton. Yes, they're also married. They're also married. And all well, three of them are right at the same like age. Like, like they're... Like, I, they're Paige is, I think, is a... I, I'm sorry. Ashley, I think, is a year older than Dylan. And then there's Dylan. 
and then there's Noah. Yes. And all three of them are kind of, you know, wanting to start their families about the same time. But and Let's not <laughs> overlook, this might be confusing to listeners, I also have a niece, or we have a niece named Paige. Oh, yes. yes. And she... And she already has two. She already has two kids. Yes. So, her kids... Are the same uh, how, age? How old is Anaya? She's a little bit older than Zeke. She's a, yeah, she's a year older than Zeke. I so think. there's already yeah. I, I don't know what you would call them to us. So Great. Chip and Chip had two daughters. Yes. And Missy had Dylan when they when they um, met. Yes. So and then they had Jaden together. But um, yes. Yeah, so Paige would be our our. Her niece. Or maybe our, a yeah, we call her Ernie's. Step niece. I don't know what that actual yeah. relation is. But to go from her kids to us, I mean, that'd be Missy and Chip's grandkids. Yes. <laughs> are we great aunts and uncles then? Yeah. So that'd be our, our great. We are great. We if anybody tells us we're great. not, they don't know what they're talking about. We well, are great. You might be great. I don't know <laughs> about this guy over here. I'm just oh my goodness. average. Too funny. Too funny. So yeah, so they're already great nieces and nephews that are older than my kids. Yeah, grandma and, and grandpa is already great grandma and grandpa. Yeah, yeah. And there is a, a good potential, like a very very strong potential, that there's gonna be more kids born older than my youngest because my youngest hasn't even been created yet. Yes. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know when that's going to happen. So I'm just saying, you got a birthday coming up. <laughs> I'm getting older. I, I know you are, but also they're very active boys, and mm, you're yeah. very fortunate. They love to be outside, and they, they love do. to to do those things. So because yeah. yeah. once we're done recording here, then my oldest is his name Zeke. Him and I are going to be going out and about. And, Whenever working at the barn and okay. doing stuff outside. Yeah. So he does like to go outside and help me do stuff. Yes, you have an Ezekiel and Ezekiel Elijah. And Elijah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and they are cute as cute can be. Everybody, just, everybody says they look like their dad, I, so oh, I, I believe right. that. And I can tell you, I miss having them on my, my routine Saturday while you guys work. Um, and I can tell you on the days that I do have them... Uh, those are the naps. Those are days that I nap. I don't ever take a nap unless I've got your boys because they're I, I very active. They are very active. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Love them. And Zeke can be a handful when he gets hangry. Oh, yes. But other than that, he is. Well, I've got an Olivia that gets hangry. So, I mean, <laughs> she acts like Zeke, I think, sometimes. God love her. So I, I do think this will be a, a good aspect for the for the podcast because for our listeners out there, if they do have family type questions, mm-hmm. we kind of have both aspects kind of covered. You know, right. you having older kids, right? Um, you and and you raising your kids in the faith that you have at a young age, yes. and me having my kids develop their faith at an older age is is a is a big difference, but. There's no time. I mean, there's not a time that you can't start. I mean, that's, that's true. That's my thing. I no mean, matter. yesterday we had Thanksgiving. We had a Thanksgiving lunch with Don and Carolyn, which are my husband's parents. And Carolyn usually does the prayer before the meal. And, you know, she said, oh, somebody else can do it. And Noah stepped in. And I can tell you after it was over, Noah did a great job. After it was over, Daniel said, uh, sounds like Mitchell's around. <laughs> and it... And, <laughs> But that's that's where Noah is in his faith. He yeah. was able to just step right on in, and he he did the prayer, and it was fantastic. And I said thank you to him. But you know, he was able to just jump in and and do it. But I, I, have, I have a funny story. I don't know if I told you the story yet, or if you heard it at Thanksgiving, which Kendra might have told you about Bulldog at CCD. Yes. So for the listeners out there, I'll tell it for the listeners because I I really enjoy the story. So I have, or we have, a nephew. I call him Bulldog. His name's Ethan. He's he's in the sixth grade. Okay, that's good. I'm, yes, I'm horrible with ages and yes. stuff like that, so everybody knows. So he's in sixth grade, 
And they go to the Catholic Church, they, and they're they in still CCD. attend Catholic Church. They they do attend Living Waters with us from time to time, mm-hmm. but they're still going to CCD at the Catholic Church. So Ethan, aka Bulldog, went to CCD last week or two weeks ago. I forget what week it actually was. And this story, we got to go back in the story yeah. a little bit because there was we did several a weeks ago Bible study. There there was a water main break in our. Um, hometown and for that reason they had to cancel church because this happened on late saturday night or Mm -hmm. early sunday morning so they had to cancel church and so they put it out that church was canceled so i just sent out a quick text message to the family like hey if you guys want to come out to the house i'll just do an impromptu kind of church service and everybody agreed and so mind you, Matt and Kendra live right next door. Yeah, they had no excuse not to they be here. They had no excuse not to be here. <laughs> I could I could look out and grab a baseball and make it a fourth of the way to their house. Right. I, my yes. shoulder's shot because I'm old. But if I was young and in shape, I could probably make it yes. into the So there's no reason they couldn't have been here. But anyhow, yes. so they attended. They're family. So they, they were here too. And since this was impromptu, I didn't have an actual church service right. lined up. And this was shortly after we... We started the family one. Well, we, we started the family early earlier, but we had to take a break because we did Bible study at church. So I didn't have any material set up. So I just kind of asked Let me everybody. do a refresher course so, on my Bible study. And Matt yeah. and Kendra and, and their kids weren't at the first one. So I just started over. Like, mm-hmm. Just went through the first one again, or the first part of Matthew again. And one of the stories that I told was between Jacob and Esau. And, and so you must have done a story. great job. I, I must have, because Bulldog listened pretty intently, and he had questions even during... Yes, he did. I mean, he was paying paying attention. Mind you, he's a sixth grader. He's a sixth grader. Yes. So he should not have been paying no. attention. No, and he he's a boy. Been, yeah, yeah, no, I'm yeah, surprised. he should have been in La La Land, or who knows where he would have been. But apparently, so he goes to CCD just a couple weeks ago, and their CCD teacher, or his CCD teacher was going to give the story of Jacob and Esau and, and how that whole story works. Which and I think is fantastic because I don't ever remember a Bible story at, at CCD. I remember one. Okay. I remember one. So I'm, I'm glad. 5, okay. I was going to say, I was excited to hear this. Yeah. So I guess as she was starting, he raised his hand. He's like, hey, I know this story. And she's like, really? And I think she was testing him. So she's like, well, well do you want to get up in front of the class and tell the story? And he goes, sure. So apparently he got up in front of the class yeah. and he told the entire Jacob and Esau. And I would have loved to have been there to see it because oh, yeah. he's very animated yeah. too. I mean, he gets it honestly, but yeah. he is very animated. And I could only imagine how he told that story. It, and it's a good story to tell for him. It is. You know, because he can, re- I don't want to say he can relate to it, but you know, there's a lot of detail in that story that I think that he was like, what? Like, really? These two brothers, you know, I, I think that he, he, there was a lot of meaning for it. Um, and, of course, you told it in, in a good way. We had, you know, mom and dad there, and then we had up to, well, your boys were there, but Sadie was there, too. Yeah. And I think you did a good job making it interesting for the younger kids that were there, and which why he paid so much attention. And I'm sure he probably said the story just like like you did. Um, I don't you know. know. Well, I, well, I hope he kept a few things <laughs> out. Anybody who's who's read Old Testament, it's not for the faint of heart. There's there's prostitution. There's oh, yeah. all kind of bad stuff in the Old Testament, and I don't shy away from that. No, it, it's it's well. There's the bad stuff here there's, now. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's bad stuff in this world. Yes. So to hide from that bad stuff, it, it and to know gets that you nowhere. In Jesus life. came from bad stuff. I, I mean, you you look at it. I mean. That's what our Bible study is about is, you know, the, the heritage or the lineage, uh, lineage, lineage. Yeah, of, um, of Jesus. So, you know, it, it's an eye opener to know, like, where it all came from and, you know, how it, how it all progresses. So, yeah. but that's the same way we are here. I mean. And, and you, I also did another Bible study Thanksgiving yes, Day morning. I missed that one. Which, yeah, you guys didn't make it out, but that was my, my closing of that section of it okay, was the fact that the genealogy is of Jesus. There is so much corrupt stuff going on and you weren't there, but to highlight it in the first chapter of Matthew in the genealogy, 
I really, this past week, I highlighted uh, Matthew 1.5. And in Matthew 1.5, it talks about, going off memory, so I might be wrong, so don't, don't judge me too harshly. But Solomon is the father of Boaz, whose mother was Ruth. Oh, no, yes. Her mother was Rahab. Rahab. And then Boaz was the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. So those two women are in verse 5. Mm-hmm. And for anybody out there who this is is kind of what this podcast is going to be about, I am going to go through the Gospels and break them down and look at the history. I'm going to do more of an in-depth type, type of Bible study, which is pretty sad that we're like 30 minutes into this podcast. I'm just now telling you this that. Isn't, well, this, this is an introduction podcast. This, this is an introduction. Yeah. So... Technically, I am still introducing what this podcast is going to be about. Absolutely. They just took us a while to get to there. Sure. It's okay. So, yes. Our intention is that the beginning of it is going to be us talking about life. Mm -hmm. Because this is all things Bible. And the Bible affects lives. And so, we are going to discuss, you know, things that are happening in our lives. Uh, The first part of it is just going to be an open conversation between us. A welcoming. Mm -hmm. About things that are going on. Uh, If we've got questions, we can answer questions. Stuff like that. But the second half is I want to do a more in-depth Bible study. And we're going to start in Matthew and work our way through the Gospels. And I want to do an in-depth Bible study, but not so in-depth that we lose everybody. Right, right. Um, Keep it interesting. Yes, I want to keep it interesting. It is going to be in-depth because I want to make sure people can make the connections, especially between Old Testament and New Testament. So we've been going through Matthew 1 and most of our time has been spent in Genesis mm-hmm. and it is now working up to Joshua and then going back to Genesis. So there's a lot of old Testament stuff going on in the new, new Testament, Testament stuff. Mm-hmm. So especially in genealogy, cause there's a lot in Jesus genealogy, but like I said, there's a lot. So I just was highlighting the women that Matthew mentions in his genealogy and like I said, in, in verse 5 of chapter 1, he highlights two women, Rahab and Ruth. Rahab was a Canaanite prostitute that lived in Jericho who was spared because she helped save or hide the Israelite spies that came into Jericho before they actually invaded. So she helped hide the spies. For that, they agreed to spare her and her family. And then she was basically accepted into Israel mm-hmm. and ended up getting married to Solomon and ended up having Boaz. After that, Boaz grows up. And then you have the story of Ruth, which if nobody's read the book of Ruth, it's only four chapters long. It's a short book. Great read, just like Esther mm-hmm. is. And that's basically a story of a Moabite woman who marries this man from Bethlehem, but he dies and then his brother dies and his father dies. So now it's just her, this other daughter-in-law, and Naomi, the mother, and basically Naomi and Ruth go back to Bethlehem because Ruth refuses to leave Naomi's side. Right. Which is the mother. Which is the mother. Yes. And and back in those days, if there was no And she wasn't man, Naomi's daughter. She no, was she her was daughter-in-law. A, yes. Yes, she was that's Naomi's why. Daughter-in-law. That's no. why I kept thinking, you know, here is a young lady who loses her husband. Yes. Who travels with her mother-in-law back to her country, leaving Ruth is leaving her her people yes. to travel with Naomi, her mother-in-law, to Naomi's family. Yes. And I, I found that as a as a strength for Ruth because you know her love for her mother-in-law and her husband's family took her there like she wanted to help take care her mother-in-law lost her boys and she wanted to help take care of of her so i thought that was a great story too that she went with yes yes that is a great story so like you just said naomi and and ruth go back to bethlehem well in that process i'm trying to keep this somewhat short right ruth basically helps take care of naomi by following the harvesters on boaz's farm and Boaz no- takes notice, and Boaz hears the story of, of Ruth and Naomi and takes pity on them. And long story short, Ruth goes to, I think it was the threshing floor where Boaz was sleeping. I, mean, I might be wrong, but she went to wherever Boaz was sleeping and laid at his feet. And yeah. he woke up 
and was like, woman, what are you doing here? But Naomi told her to do this, Ni- right? Naomi did tell her, her mother-in-law said, go to him yes. and lay at his feet. Yes. So it, she didn't know what she was supposed to be doing. No. She was just working. Yes. She was one of the workers, yes. and that's why she went there. But Naomi, her mother-in-law said, go to him, lay yes. at his feet. And so he wakes up. He's like, woman, what are you doing here? And basically through that, I'm going to skip a lot of the story here because this is just supposed to be a highlighted version. Right. Boaz ends up marrying Ruth. Mm -hmm. And they end up giving birth to Obed. Obed then gives birth to Jesse, who is the father of David. So Obed is David's grandpa. Well, in my study, took a step back and... Looked at Rahab. Rahab was a Canaanite woman. Who were the Canaanites? And so I went back and did the history of of Canaanites, why the Canaanites were cursed, why everybody hated the Canaanites. And then I went back and looked at the Moabites. Who were the Moabites? Where they come from? What's their line? What's their general genealogy? And then I kind of put them both together. So here is Solomon, who marries a pure Canaanite woman, Canaanite prostitute, they have birth to Boaz, who then technically is only 50% Israelite and 50% Canaanite. But then he marries a Moabite woman who is also not in the line of Israel. So now here you have a guy that's only 50% Israelite marrying and having birth with a woman that is not Israelite at all, Mm -hmm. having Obed, who then technically is only like 25% Israelite, (laughs) But this is the grandfather of David in the line of Jesus. Right. So it's that kind of stuff. So I took all this and kind of went in much more in-depth than what I'm doing now. Right, because whenever I'm looking at followers here who are listening, some of you will all know what a Canaanite is and what a Moabite is. And I can tell you when I came to the church, I'm like, what in God's name (laughs) are they talking about? What's a Moabite? What's a Canaanite? And I think that... Some of those things are going to be the overwhelming how I said, you know, you get into Genesis and you you're like, oh, my gosh, this is so overwhelming because you don't know what it is. An in-depth Bible study is going to say so to explain to you, that's why I'm here. Yeah. So, you you know, Moabites, Canaanites and all that stuff. I'm going to be the person that says, okay, hold on a second, Mitchell. What is a Moabite? Okay, hold on a second, Mitchell. Tell me, tell me what a really Canaanite is. Do you really want to know is. what a Moabite is? I can tell you what a Moabite is. You absolutely can tell me right now if you I want. Could. Do you want me to tell you, you what a Moabite can, is? You can tell me what a Moabite is, even though I, I think I know, but that listener may not know. So tell me what a Moabite so, is. So, and again, I'll do this kind of quick because we were running short on time. Yeah. So, I said I'm going to do this short. I'm going all the way back to Noah. <laughs> so, Noah had three sons. Out of those three sons, it was Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Shem is the line that... It's the line of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it follows Shem down a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of generations, and you get to Terah. T-E-R-A-H. Okay. Terah. 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 However, I don't know how you say his name. So he was the father of Abram, Haran, and I can't... There's a third son. So Haran had some children. One of them was Lot. But then Haran dies. So now you have Lot, who marries a woman, and Abram, who is Terah's son. I don't think I'm doing a very good job here. <laughs> this really is why need. we're going to say in our Bible study, get out your paper, yeah, and and make notes because. Yeah. And I am going to find to... a place because I do have a a I don't know what you call it a family tree uh-huh. set up that just highlights what I, I talk about, and it would have all this in there. But basically, you have Terah would be the grandpa. Abram and Haran would be the sons. Haran dies, but he has a son named Lot. So you have Terah's grandpa. Abram would be uncle, and to, Lot would yes. be grandson. Grand, yes, or to nephew. Terah, or nephew. Yes, nephew to Abram. Gotcha. So Abram's uncle, and Lot is nephew. Well, Lot and Abram and their wives go with Terah to Haran, and from there, there's. A long story in there. Mm-hmm. And basically, they both grow their, their families, their herds, all this. They get too big to occupy one land, so they split up. Mm-hmm. And one goes one way, one goes the other way. Well, Lot ends up living in Sodom. And this is right before Sodom and Gomorrah are destroyed. 
Sodom and Gomorrah about ready to get destroyed. Two angels come down, take basically Lot, his wife, and two daughters by the hand and basically drag them out of the city. And they are shipped off. And Lot goes, let us go to a small town called Zoar, I believe it was. And so they're like, fine, go. We will spare that town. So they go there. Sodom and Gomorrah are destroyed. In the process, Lot's wife looks back and turns, is, becomes a pillar of salt. So she's no longer in the story. So it's just Lot and his two daughters. So they're in Zoar for a little while. And Lot makes the decision to go up to the mountains and live in the mountains. Mm-hmm. So he takes the two daughters. They go up and live in the mountains. At this point, Lot's getting kind of old. And the daughters are like, there's no men up here for right. us to carry on <laughs> our family name. Once our father dies, we're nobodies. Right. Again, in that day, in that culture, if there's no man, the woman's nothing. Right. So they basically decide to trick their father into getting drunk, passing out. And then they take turns. The oldest daughter goes in one night, sleeps with her father, becomes pregnant. The next night they do the same thing. The youngest daughter goes in, sleeps with her father, becomes pregnant. And the oldest daughter gives birth to a son, and they name him Moab. Mm -hmm. And that is where the Moabites come from. Mm -hmm. And just to finish this little story, the youngest daughter gives birth also to a son named Ben-Ami, and he is the father of the Ammonites. So this is where the Moabites come from. It is basically a love child of incest. Yes. And I I listened to that story, and I the whole time I was too, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I thought... It's the world. Yeah. It, it but, happens. But again, even looking at that story, that is the line of Jesus. Yes. Through that incestual relationship between father and daughter, even though the father, which I don't know how, he had no idea that. Right. Because they anybody say in the story, they got, him, they got yeah. him drunk. And they, they literally say that he had no idea that it was happening. Right. I, I don't know how a man could be that. Right. Drunk, but yet still able to function. (laughs) Right. Uh, It is what it it is. It doesn't make sense. Obviously, God was in that situation, even though it was not a pretty situation. God makes good things come out of bad situations. Absolutely. But out of that relationship... Came the line of Jesus. Came Ruth, who is a grandmother in the line of Jesus. Yeah. So Amazing. Absolutely amazing. But, you know, and and this is how I ended that Bible study I did the other night is this should speak volumes to us because it doesn't matter, you know, what our family line is, what we do, what, whether it's our choice or what happens to us, it doesn't matter. I mean, like, look at the the Canaanite woman. She was born into the Canaanite family. She didn't choose that. Right. That was just where she was born. And yet she had a path yes. that was created for her. And, and she chose the path yeah. of God and the Israelites, yeah. and they accepted her, and she became a grandmother in the line of Jesus. Right. Absolutely. And, and it's the same with with Ruth being a Moabite. She didn't choose to be a Moabite. It's not her fault that her great great grandmother slept with her great great grandpa that was father and daughter yeah she did grandma and grandpa absolutely so i mean that's not her fault that they did that so that's something we need to look at and and understand and realize that it doesn't matter what our family's like and it's not a perfect story no 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 life is a perfect story no no, there is no such thing as a perfect story. No. There's only ever been one perfect story, and yeah. that's the story of Jesus. Absolutely. So all of this, and this is what we want to do on this podcast, is look at this stuff. You have take a deeper right, look. You have you have um I look at it this way, we, and we both do this. Like you're the Bible study and um, you know, we'll do the research and everything. But I just want people to know that it's never too late. It's never too late to start learning. It's never too late to know that there's no perfect world, that the mistakes that you've made, you've made, but it's not because you made them. It's the path that has been has been given to you. 
And so that's the, the look that I'm giving to it as you're giving the Bible study. I'm, I want to, I want to be able to reflect that to where we are now, the history that yes. you're giving where it is now for us as well. Yes. It's, it's a evolving story. And that, that is probably better said than what I was going to try to say. I was going to try to say the same thing, but you probably said it in a more <laughs> elegant way. Um, but, but yeah. yes, that we want to take this this story as a whole and incorporate it. And and again, like I said, you probably said it better because I can't even think of the right word. Yeah, it's our. We want to apply it to everything. current day Absolutely. scenario. Absolutely. So yeah, that's, so we'll do our research. Mitchell will do his his biblical research. He will yes. let me know what we're going to be discussing. I will take my look at it. And like I told Mitchell. I'm the one who's going to have questions. You know, he's he's got it. And I'm going to say, I don't understand this. Explain this to me. And um, I feel like I'm going to be representing some of the people that are listening. But yet you'll be representing some of the people that are listening also, because they're going to know more about what you're talking about, because they could be uh, further in their, in their journey than yes, I am. It's possible. And I could be the person that's, that's tuning in that's saying, I need to find my, I need to find my path. And, um, they're going to be more along the lines of me. So. And just to, to kind of clarify how deep we're going, I'm, I'm kind of a Bible nerd, self-proclaimed Bible nerd. I listen to a lot of podcasts and read commentaries and stuff like that. And, I really like going in deep and there are some podcasts out there that go very, very deep. Like you almost need a degree in biblical studies to mm-hmm. understand what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. My goal is to go and read that stuff and listen to that stuff and, and then break it down for someone like me. <laughs> incorporate some of that into my own study. But then whenever I deliver that study, I want to be able to deliver it in a way that people a sixth grader can, can go to CCD yes. and tell the same story. Yes, exactly. That's that's my goal is to. So, like I said, I want to do an in depth Bible study, but it's not going to be so in depth that people get lost. Yes, it because once you get lost, you you stop. We're not we're not college educated. Well, I, we have college some college yeah education, but not in biblical study. I have some in biblical study. <laughs> I do not. But uh, I don't have a degree in biblical studies. I just have some courses I've taken biblical studies. But I'm, I'm basically trying to say we're not well-educated people. We are just your average people, families, jobs. Like I said, there's really nothing Living in a small town us. between yeah. cornfields and, and um, bean fields. I mean, there's yeah. nothing special to us at all. No. But our goal here and our, our self-proclaimed mission... Yeah. is to help spread the word of Jesus. And we feel that this podcast is the best way of doing that. And we want to do it in a way that people can enjoy it, um, understand it, because there are a lot of dry podcasts out there that I don't know why. It seems like if somebody wants to do a podcast about Jesus, it's got to be dry. Yeah. And we don't want it I don't to be do dry. dry. No, I, I do because That's why there's I'm a lot here. of good information in there. Yeah, you gotta lighten me up a little bit because I am boring. Right, and luckily you can't see us because sometimes I might be saying stop and make emotions like, okay, this is too much. We got to take a yeah. step back because you're or losing like how them. You just rolled rolled your eyes. I mean, yeah, yeah that happens too. <laughs> oh, all right, fantastic. But, this has been great. Yes. So I think this was a good introduction Absolutely. into who we are. Uh, I don't think we covered everything. I think no. we could talk for hours. We could, about but we all, who we, are. we all have things going on today yeah. too. Right. So we're, we're going to go ahead and end it here. Everything else that you need to learn about us, you'll probably pick up through throughout the podcast in the future. Yeah, absolutely. We're open books and we, well, I, I talk too much. So, you know, you'll probably get to know a lot about us. We thank you for joining us today on this episode of pure faith podcast next week. We will be discussing Matthew 1. We'll be opening up with a little more talking between between Michelle and I, and then we'll start to get into Matthew 1. We'll probably only get through maybe the first four verses. Like I said, this is in-depth, so right, right. we're going to take our time to make sure we're doing things right. We could possibly get through Matthew 5, 
I very highly doubt it if I can't even do a Bible study with a few people in an hour right. to get through five. <laughs> I don't think we'll be able to do it on this podcast. So yes, next week we will be getting into Matthew 1. So if you want to brush up on Matthew 1, we're only probably going to be covering the first four verses. Uh, if you have any questions for us, for any reason, feel free to f- reach out to us at purefaithpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us a letter, a note, let us know what you think. And if you do feel the need, we ask that you go to whatever platform you use to listen to us and leave a review. And tell your family and friends about us. Have them come listen. We thank you for joining us. Thank you. We look forward to talking to you next week. Absolutely. Bye.